on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello and welcome to the aftermath of the Chelsea game. So it's a little bit later and it's only me and Tiz, but we're still going to go through the brilliant win against Chelsea. So Tiz, straight away, thoughts of the Chelsea game? I'm absolutely delighted, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I can't say I was, I was expecting a, su- such a result and such performance, but yeah, they really, they really dug in, dug in deep, and we deserved the three points at the end of the day. Yeah, and you've got to say, the way that Ralph set it up, it was exactly how we wanted to play it, wasn't it? No mistakes, yeah. no, um, you know, no uh, bad substitutions or anything like that. Everything was done for a purpose, and everything just went right on that day. It was brilliant to watch, wasn't it? Really. Mm-hmm. So you were watching the game? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. I was sat in the lounge from twelve thirty for the first game till uh, the the end of the Liverpool Leicester one. Just drinking in all the football on Boxing Day, but yeah, especially that three o'clocker. Yeah, I had my eyes I turned my phone off for the whole game, just in case, like, because I think Amazon are like ten seconds behind. I didn't want to, didn't want anything to ruin it, so I switched it off and chucked it the other side of the room, and nice. I could just sit and enjoy our, our performance, really. Yeah, and it was a really good performance. So what I thought I'd do is go through quickly some reactions from you guys after the full-time whistle. So uh, Harry King underscore private said, said unpopular opinion, Cedric played all right today. Do you think Cedric had a I think everyone had a good game, but yeah. it seems like Cedric stepped up to the plate as well. Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so. He didn't He didn't do anything wrong. So in that case, I, he, he played well. I, I know that sounds a weird thing, but I can't think of any time he did an absolutely fantastic job. But as long as you're performing like a, a solid 7 out of 10, when you're a wing-back, as long as you're not doing anything wrong, normally mm. you'll have an all-right game. Yeah. Whereas, like, today, like, yesterday, he didn't get caught out. He kept them pretty quiet. So, yeah, I think I think quite a lot of people would say that, to be fair. Um, and then on theme, Hyper, Hyperwalksome um, says that Che wasn't actually that bad. Mike Mann, one two one says Adams was decent today. Hold up. Uh, hold up play was strong and I think someone else, yeah, uh, Wyatt.xz said Adams needs credit for that performance. He held up the ball really well, won a lot of balls. So yeah, a lot of people praising Che Adams coming into the um, team as well. Obviously not had too much of a run, but um, with uh, fixtures he he was called up on and I think had a really good game as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, although he didn't score, one, he got very close and if I believe it was Tamori or Zuma did yeah. a critical touch right at the end, he would have had an open goal. But mm. it was, just because you're a striker, like Mikey says about Shane Long, you hmm. don't necessarily have to score. He won three kicks in good areas of the, the park. He won lots of throw-ins in good areas. Like he did he did everything apart from score that game. And I think that, that was really important to our to our play and being able to release the pressure. You know, when we we're smashing the ball forward, his ability to maybe touch it down try and go around someone and then get brought down because he is a menace up front it's just about realizing that potential actually in front of goal every every everything else in this game is undoubted to me so far from what i've seen yeah and then uh, just finally kind of reactions people basically just say so uh, underscore frank saunders underscore said we look like a completely um, different team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said he needs a defibrillator after that game. <laughs> Jack Stevens was top today. Says uh, Rice Crispy. Not sure. Um, only me does his 
uh, Ever Impression says he loves this game, so that's good as well. Um, but yeah, it seems like everyone just really enjoyed that game. And I think they should have, because uh, we went to Chelsea. Uh, Ralph came out in an interview and said after the game that his players were, were confident because they know away from, uh, away from home, we, we play well, and Chelsea at home sometimes struggle. So we could go there without fear. We could stick to our tactic. We... we uh, we worked on Chelsea's tactics, so the three at the back and the four at the back, and worked around those. And it's nice to see as well that our our not so strongest eleven still played really well, coming off the back mm-hmm. of good results so far. So I, I am really excited and really confident in the the rest of our season because it looks really like a positive start and a you know mm-hmm. a really good way to to kick on now and go. And go and get those results, especially as Crystal Palace. People were thinking this is a kind of throwaway game, and suddenly we've got three points at Chelsea. Yeah. And we're going to go and head it, and now we've got Crystal Palace. You know, it, it, it's a brilliant result, and it shows how close the league is as well. I think it puts us up to 14th now, does it? Yeah, fourteenth. Um, yeah, and um, I mean, it, it just shows another win at Palace, and we're looking at overtaking Arsenal possibly because they've got Chelsea at home. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it could just be a real kind of turning point in our season. We, we've said that Aston Villa was a brilliant result and now we've got Chelsea clean sheet as well. It's going to do wonders for the boys' confidence. And so, mm. yeah, but that's kind of overall. Do you want to kind of go through it, I guess? Well, back, to, back to front. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. We can well, so do you want to start with the lineups? Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you want to start with the... So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pose it to you. When you saw, not just the starting 11, but the, the 18 as a whole, what are your thoughts? Um, I gasped when I saw it. Mm. I went, oh my God, <laughs> that, that is interesting to say the least. Um, back four stayed the same, which we were pretty much expecting. Um, still happy to see Armstrong in, as you know I did. Mm. Wildly lucrative predictions for him at the start of the season. Maybe got a little bit of <laughs> um, But, you know, my feelings are still the same, that I think he's a very good mm-hmm. player. Well, perhaps Hoiberg, Redmond, um, and then Obafebi Adams up front, which was to take Danny Ings off. I know you made the prediction on our group chat, but not in uh, not in voice, not on, on record. No, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, so it's... Fair. I didn't. I didn't make the prediction. I just saw, I just heard from the press conference, but... Remember a few podcasts ago when us two said that Danny Ings could get rested, maybe should get rested, and we yeah. uh, and the, we the fought other that out versus Mike yeah. and Jamie, we, and we they weren't too impressed. They thought it was during no. our season, and we were like, just just watch it, and yeah, and uh, and uh, I get that. Um, I get Mikey's point, which was oh, the yeah. idea that if we didn't use him and we need the goals and we lose a game, then it's you know more important. But I think. It showed yesterday that you can still use him effectively, but put him on for twenty minutes as a as an extra kind of attack. And we still, you know, Obafemi found the back of the net, which we'll talk about later. Adams played really well, um, holding up the ball, and um, yeah, uh, it, it just seemed like Ings was used as just another weapon of attack. Twenty minutes to go, rather than playing him from the start and kind of weakering. Weakering, weakening the side. You know, it, it just added another wave of pressure because when you get to about seventy minutes, you're you either kind of sit back or you kill the game, don't you? And it it seemed like bringing on someone of that caliber coming on uh, just provided us with more stability because we had something 
on the attack. So, yeah, I was really happy to see, especially the boys being given a chance as well. So, Obafemi and Adams, you know, we had, there was points where we were saying he's not even in the A team. Where is he? And now we suddenly start in a game. So, I think it'd do really well for him. Um, yeah. So, but there we go. So, um, right, should we go from the, the start of the game? I have to admit, I wasn't able to see the first half. If you watch the uh, video, I'm in a completely different setting to normal. So <laughs> the fact that we got we got two of us uh, out of our pits and on the uh, mic was pretty good. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't able to see the first half, but I was happy to watch all of the second half. Got got to sneak away and saw all the second half. So, Tiz, <laughs> I'll leave this to you, my friend, if you can talk us through what you saw in the first half and your impressions. As soon as the game kicked off, was there anything you kind of noticed as we went off? Or, you know, you know what were you thinking? Well, when the game kicked off, we sort of we had our original back four, and then we sort of had Redmond and Armstrong. We sort of wing backs almost. You know, we had a very solid back six because obviously after William had a very good game against Tottenham, I think we recognised that wingers the the wing play is probably their strong suit, and a lot and a lot of the time in the past, a lot of goals that we've conceded have come come from giving wingers too much space. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time we all, we didn't seem to force it down their wings but we were happy to have it down there because we didn't just have our right back and left back we had Redmond and Armstrong helping them cover as well and we we never looked like conceded at the, in the first it's, it sounds it sounds strange because we're against the top six size but yeah. we did look quite defensively comfortable we made one one sort of mistake where Hoiberg gave the ball away stupidly and it did eventually result in a Chelsea corner that could have been a bit worse but apart from yeah. that we were comfortable. I think Chelsea started with five at the back because they they took Zuma off at half time. Yeah, and that sort of ha- them having that five really made them struggle. You know, they had Aspilicueta at right back, who's not that much for an attacking wing back, so he really struggled as well. So I think their system really suited the way we played, and especially obviously with our with our goal as well. That yeah, <laughs> that that that. Sort of, I'd say we deserve to go one and up at half time. That's probably that's probably us being, but me being biased. But if mm. anything, we didn't deserve to be behind. I'll say so, that yeah. at the very, I'll say that at the very least. We scored that on thirty-one. So mm. was the build-up quite kind of tight? Because you look at the uh, possession and things like that, and it was a typical away performance on our end. That the fact that we were keeping possession to theirs, we were keeping it simple. But especially in the second half, I'm giving my opinion here, seeing it myself. Mm. We played some really nice football, not only for the goal, which was obviously amazing. We'll cover that a bit later, but um, just possession in the fact that we would win it high and we'd have Obafemi and um, Adams both battling hard, but we'd also have possession with Warprouse and Hoiberg being confident on the ball again. And we saw that second goal in at Villa and we started to see it now at Chelsea away, which I think is a massive improvement to being nervous at home against Leicester losing 9-0 you know mm. it, it, it's a complete different um, mentality we're playing with now did you notice that in the first half as well oh yeah they played with a lot more confidence probably because they know they won three of the previous five as well because mm. we won through the previous five we had that level of confidence and yeah. knowing that Chelsea aren't very not aren't very good at home but they're not as good at home as they are away you know West Ham have beaten there Bournemouth have beaten them there I think we came in feeling that we could get a result. At least the players did, at the very least. You know, yeah. I, w- I wasn't that optimistic with a, with a nil-nil, but I, I didn't think we we're gonna. I didn't think from that we we're gonna lose. But I, no, I think the players had the confidence, and 
I think that that's what really helps in, at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, we were speaking to Mikey, who is our, at the Bridge Pod, and uh, in our preview, he was saying how he was nervous for us to travel mm. to there, and saying that the teams that are, are below expectations <laughs> are, you know, uh, it seems like the Chelsea players don't rise to the occasion mm. and are are happy to kind of almost be over overcome at home. Um, whereas when they're away and they're playing the big sides, they perform much better. Obviously, as we saw against Tottenham, they really rose to the occasion. But yeah, again, it seemed like Southampton travelling, they may have underestimated us a little bit. And every side in the Premier League has the perform, you know, has the chance to play really well that, that day. And, um, you know, it, it, I'm just looking at it here. Southampton now fourth in the form guide. of yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got um, two wins, two losses, and then two wins again. So we're... Yeah. Four four wins out of six games, and uh, it it does definitely look like our side is going to be a win or a lose. And we've seen too many draws, but it seems like we are definitely going to get wins or loses now. Which mm. it's it's nice when um nice when it's high, and hopefully we can go on a nice little run now of uh, grabbing games and getting those three points. Uh, so yeah, Anything? the frustration does come from. Our early season form really high to us, due to the fact that we've won four of our last six and we're still only three points above the bottom three. Yeah. Yes, we are 14th, but, you know, the Crystal Palace, ring, we'll go on to the preview later, but yeah. Crystal Palace ring good form as well. So that does make it difficult. But should we go on to the second half overall? Because we, yes. yeah, we, yeah. we sort of covered the first half because there wasn't a lot that happened, to be honest with you. No. You, know, you, look at the, you look at the highlights from the Southampton and Chelsea end, and I think the only real chance was the Oberfemi goal. Apart from that, neither goalkeeper was really troubled. A bit of a cage, a bit of a cagey affair when the ball was really in the midfield more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um so going into the second half, yeah, I, I was able to watch the game. And what struck me was um Walt Prowse and Hoyberg not only using their grit and determination which we've seen previously in games, but we're seeing it then being turned into attacking and comfortable on the ball plane. Mm. The fact that we'd see Always going to Che Adams' feet, it'd be laid off to either Obafemi. Finding Redmond out on the wings and Redmond being comfortable to travel with the ball, I thought that was really good to watch. Um, and yeah, just the overall confidence within the players shows that they can do it. And if there is doubt that, you know, they're not good enough, you can just look at that performance and say, they've 100% got it in them. They have got it in them. And that side... They're, they're there for a reason and those players have been bought for a reason and they're being kept on for a reason because if they're not showing it in the games remember when Walprouse was getting slated saying he couldn't do anything and he's got to be one of our best performing players at the moment he got man yeah. of the match he's got he got man of the match yesterday and it's because people were saying oh he can't dribble oh he can't pass oh he can't shoot well on a good day he can do all of those he hasn't got mm. a standout part of his game because mm. if he's on a good day he can do all of those. You know, yeah. he can put the crosses in. He can have a pop at goal. He can find the pass if he needs to. And that's the fact that like, if he's playing well and he's full of confidence, he can run that midfield. And that's the difference that we saw um, against Chelsea, against Villa, and compared to the other games where we've bought, got um, overbattled against West Ham, where we didn't have control of midfield. But now, Walprouse and Hoiberg can overrun a midfield of, you know. Kante, yeah. and yeah, it just shows. It's just confidence, and it it's building. Well, it's really good to see. That's the yeah. thing. Like War Prowse out Kante's Kante. 
yeah. yesterday. The fact that he played a very similar role, he was able to get what nine tackles out of twelve. I think I saw on Twitter. I think mm. Statman Dave put that one up there, which yeah. is over, which is I think over double any of the other players on the park. And I think mm. Ralph has really. I know we've said this a lot over the last six months of this podcast, but Ralph has really saved War Prowse's Southampton career just because he's made him into a battling midfielder yeah. that isn't scared of putting in a really gritty challenge. And he, he's added so much to his game that now he's one of the first place names on the team sheet. Because even six weeks ago, like you said, the amount of fans calling for his head and yeah. now what he's, he's most certainly one of the first two, three names if we've got a fully fit squad. Definitely. And I think most people will admit that um, football fans are fickle and that we, you'll go through periods of feeling really upset and then really happy because it's such an intense game. But you've got to you've got to realise that um, you've got to give players time. And the fact that we were going from uh, doing a prediction on our podcast, I think it was three or four ago, and mm. what was it? A quarter of people saying Ralph needs to go because yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. To now winning two games on the bounce and people thinking we're on the best form. <laughs> I mean, there was people on the responses saying it's the best game best game of the season and possibly the year yeah. you know like it's uh i'll see if i can find it but yeah there's people I think saying ralph said, ralph said himself that it's probably the best game that he's managed for southampton yeah and it's, it's probably not far wrong clean sheet away at a top six team without yeah. our best striker and I, I know we'll cover this a bit late probably cover this a bit later but it's the best thing for me yesterday is seeing if danny ings does get injured and I don't want it to happen but there's a big chance that it could because we do know his injury record mm. I do feel so much more comfortable now knowing that we've got two players two strikers that can work well together yeah. against a proven back four or sorry back four slash back five and they still yeah. produce chances it's true it's very true um, yeah and it, it's just nice to see that Playing without without fear as well. Mm, the fact yeah. that we at the start of the season we were starting five at the back at home to then go to four at the back away at Chelsea and <laughs> playing playing possession <coughs> football. And we've obviously mentioned the uh, of a Femi chance, but the one that highlights how confident we're playing with the ball is the Redmond goal. Now, mm. I think Armstrong should be getting all the breaks. Knighted. Because... I know Redmond scored it and ran away and celebrated with the fans, but if you have a look at what Armstrong did and what he did on that day throughout was carrying the ball, carrying yeah. the ball into dangerous positions, getting it between that midfield line. He was either beating the midfield to get in between the midfield and defence, or he was just carrying it. And that's what we need because I know Gineppo and Redmond are quick and fast, but Armstrong's got intent and he's got a good yeah. pass on him. Yes. He's got a brilliant pass on him. And there was another one where he put... Um, I don't know if it was either Armstrong or Ward Prowse, but again, putting the ball just behind the defence and Redmond going yeah. going on. And Redmond should have made it 2-0 for that chance. He yeah. opened his body out and the keeper could kind of guess what he was doing. But mm. those through balls and looking for those critical passes is a bit like what Puel wanted to do, but didn't really pull yeah. it off. That fact that finding the pass and it's there, you know, yeah. that pass has got to be on, on, on the money. And I think Armstrong's absolutely brilliant for that. You don't get the same sort of pace as a traditional winger, but I just think he's brilliant at finding a pass, carrying the ball, and also he's got a decent little shot on him as well. So, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I, th I think Mikey tussed at me when I said this a couple of weeks ago. It might, <laughs> it might have been something that, something else that I said, but I said the difference between Armstrong and Gineppo is the fact that Gineppo, Armstrong makes more 
in like more direct runs, not just on the ball but off the ball as well. And we saw that quite quite a bit yesterday. Mm. And I think that's what he's more. Yes, he's not as quick. He's not as tricky. He's not you know what the fans love to see. But he's he's someone that doesn't. He works hard, both forwards, forward and back, and he's he's producing more than yeah. Gineppo at, at this current time. Don't don't get me wrong, Gineppo is still a good player, but I'm sure he's had a really good couple of games, and if he's fit, he's got to start the next one yeah, as well. Exactly. So um, we'll quickly talk about the the winding down of the Chelsea game, and then, like you said, talking about the next kind of games. We'll kind of squish this into a reaction and then a preview yeah. just because there's so little time around the Christmas thing. Mm. So if we, we can do a bumper episode uh, today. Yeah. But yeah, d- winding down. And one thing that really struck me was the fact that uh, the Opta probability chance thing. <laughs> now this popped up on Amazon Prime and I, I audibly laughed when I saw this because yeah. I don't know if you got the stat, but... Yeah. At about what was it? Seventy minutes. Seventy, yeah, ninety. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea had a one uh, percent chance of winning, a four percent chance of drawing, and Southampton had a ninety-four percent chance of of uh, of uh, winning. And I, I'm, you know, I wouldn't bet against Saints, but I mean, one percent for Chelsea to come back on that game. I mean, you haven't talked to any Saints fans to get that probability. It's <laughs> no. the way we've thrown away games. But what it was, it was a a reward for all the fans that have said we should have won that game. We should have, you know, we should have got something out of that game. Well, we got something out of that game and we completely shut down Chelsea. There wasn't a single, a single point where you're saying we are being completely overrun here. Because we had to be basically, we limited Chelsea's chances to you know, chances that didn't force major saves. There was a, yeah. the end, we're talking last 20 minutes, we had a mount shot, no, a Pulisic shot that dragged wide. We had a mount free kick that went pretty much down the centre. A couple of corners, which we defended well. And what we did with them, we cleared it, but we cleared it into the channels, which gave us time to set and create a good line and a, and a good um, formation for the defence. You get uh, Danny Ings, like he does, working hard and setting back. And he was brilliant for those last 20 minutes and the fact that he just worked hard and uh, kept us in the game and didn't allow them to get that extra goal. I know you got a two-goal buffer there, but one goal and it changes the mentality. We didn't allow them anything and we got that clean sheet. And I just think it was it was pre- it was played absolutely brilliantly. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does it does frustrate me because the the pundits and Lampard and some of our friends that are Chelsea. Looked at Chelsea and thought, oh, that's a typical away performance from Southampton. They they Lee Casamolda win, I'll say. If you can work out what that means, then fair enough. <laughs> but when, but when you look at our, we scored twice, as you can see by the two 0 goal goal scoring. But Reginald yeah. had two very good chances. He put a great ball across to Adams, who almost scored. And when I look at Chelsea's chances, you know they had a couple from outside the box. Yeah, uh, McCarthy's best save was going wide anyway from an arm when Armstrong flicked it accidentally, accidentally towards his own goal. Yeah. Yes, we only had five shots compared to their ten, but one what were those other five shots dangerous? So they had more than us. We had the same amount of shots on target. It wasn't yeah. like we sat back the whole game. You don't sit back a whole game and you start two strikers up front. Um, mm. it, that's the one thing that did frustrate me about all the pundits saying, "Oh, it's a typical away performance." Because I know they're. I know they're saying that in a good way, in the way that we set up, but it wasn't like that. 
it wasn't no. like that at all because the chances that we created were good chances. We we could have just shot from outside the box when we had the chance, and we would have had the same amount of shots. And people would be saying that oh they've outworked them. You know, we started with a full back, they started with a five back. Yeah. It's not like we set up negatively to try and grind out a nil nil. We worked no. hard for that victory, and we we and matched was, them in terms of quality. It was not only it was applying pressure when we had the chance. It was. It was in the fact that we were breaking away quick and we were doing it, um, you know, it wasn't just lumping it up, going for corners or free kicks and just trying to get a ball in the box for a header. It was quick attacking play, which has been our style, whatever, but it just worked so successfully yeah. away from home. I mean, at home, it doesn't work quite as well because you need to be able to break your team down. But in uh, away from home, it's exactly our style that we want to play and it it just worked perfectly. That's what the style was, and that's how it works. And uh, yeah, it, it just um, obviously Redmond's goal around seventy three pretty much killed it, and meant Chelsea had to come out and get as much as they could. But we stayed strong, and again, it's another result where we stayed strong and didn't didn't uh, crumble. I uh, know Aston Villa, we did concede a goal, but it was a bit of a worldie, and you can't do much about it. And again, at Chelsea, didn't crumble, set strong, and didn't allow them in. So now that's two games in a row. Well, not only have we led, which we haven't had a problem so far, we've also shut them out and kept that result. And I think, again, it will just build confidence and, don't, and uh, will stop the likelihood of it in the future. So, mm. yeah, it, it's a lovely late Christmas present. Uh, so, oh, yes. Yeah, very happy. But, uh, yeah, is there any kind of little things you want to talk about the uh, reaction? Because we could have a little look at the Leicester uh, Palace game, sorry, mm. in a bit. Um. Not not massively, to be fair. At the start of the game, just a couple of bullet points more than anything. I was yeah. a bit concerned that we had three centre-backs on the bench. I didn't really know why we felt the need to have three centre-backs, even if it just meant that we had a, a youth player that was a wing on the bench. Yeah, Because I, I think that would have been more impactful. And also at the end, at the start of the game, when the pundits, I think it was Danny Higgin, not Danny Higginbottom, Andy Townsend, I believe, and Paul Clement said that, right. you know, we've, that they've set up not to press high. Yeah. And I, I, that frustrates me because it's do you do your research on Salamita whatsoever? Do you do your research on how we play? And if you looked at our structure, that is quite the opposite. And you've seen that by how, we, how we've won the game in the end. But mm. that, that's the only things I can think of that I've not didn't cover. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was just a... Um, I think it was a very good, just a very good win for the confidence side of it the fact that we, it shows we can play good football it shows we can press and counter press and it, it shows we have the the confidence to defend well as well i think that's what people are so excited about it wasn't scrappy it was a fantastic display of what we can do and i think that's a nice way to leave it on in the fact that it's it's what we can do and that's where the bar's got to be now if we can do that we've got to be able to do that every week it can't just be a one-off or a reactionary or something like that You've got to be able to do that every week. And if we can, it, it could do wonders for a season. So, yeah. Awesome. Actually, one thing I've got to say is that Resmond, not just from his goal, but he does feel like he's got a lot more confidence. Mm. Now, the start, the Aston Villa game showed it. You might not have seen it on the highlights as much, but because well, when, when we went, we, we saw him doing those direct runs, direct passes, and then he showed it against Aston Villa as well. He didn't have a great first half in the fact that he just wasn't in the game that much, but in the second half... He did some great inventive passes, direct dribbling as well. I think hopefully we've, we're starting to see the resume from last season 
mm. rather the back end of last season rather than the start of this one. Yeah, because he did look like he was confident. I think uh, Hasanuta must have said to him, drive when you've got the chance, mm. drive into that space. Because there was one where he totally beat his man, which again, it's just confidence because we, we've yeah. seen him being reserved and not trying to beat his man. But he beat his man, went down line with that pace we know he's got carrying the ball. That's one of his main strengths, but we haven't seen mm. it. And then putting the ball across the box. And Adams, yeah, if that wasn't for that touch from, I think, I believe it's Tamori, yeah, it would have been in the back of the net. So, again, really good outlook from Redmond there. And, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, mm. it was uh, really, really good. So, um, should we have a little look at Palace? Yeah. Because that's the next game coming up. We've only got, what's it, a couple of days till it's uh, here again. A, so a, a day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Blimey. Um, how... How do you think? Obviously, we've got the confidence. Fans are going to be confident, but how does the mentality change between a counter-attacking style at Chelsea away to then possession-based breaking down a well-drilled Palace at home? Well, how does the how does the tactic have to change? Because you can't really force Palace on you. You've got to take the game to them a little bit, don't you? Can we adapt our style, and how how is that going to change? I think so. To be fair, you look at their wing backs and you think that's someone that we could definitely exploit. I think that that's Van Van Aanholt's a good, a good player, but that you know from what we've seen yesterday, you know we are good at attacking down the wings. I don't know how much we'd really change. Like you said, I don't think we can force a Roy Hodgson side upon you. I'm not, I'm not trying no. to say that Roy Hodgson plays negative football because whatever win wins your games, wins your games. Yeah. But, I think we'll try and keep it as similar as similar as possible. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. We'll try and I, I think we'll just have a bit more possession and probably try and do do that thing where we'll try and pass the ball pass the ball about. You see, you see, you know, George and I up front. Mm. He, he's not that much of a menace, but they'll do what Mikey says. Uh, what's effective and what we normally do at home, we'll get, try and suck them onto us. And then put the put the ball over the top. You saw it against Aston Villa, and it was effective. And yeah. I don't think Aston Villa uh, that much different in sort of a, their attacking setup than um, than As- uh, sorry than Crystal Palace. Because you see their striker in George and I. He's not at all similar to Wesley, but in terms of quality, in terms of the way he works, maybe. And then you look at Greenish and Wilshire. Once again, they're not, they're not the same player, but they have the same sort of impact for their team that they're the key player. Yeah. So I, th- I think in a, in a weird way they're a similar proposition to what Aston Villa are. So if it works against Aston Villa, it could work against Crystal but Palace. Of course, as well, Aston Villa was um, <clears throat> it was away and we're at home, so yeah. we've got to be looking at um, following on from the styles of good victories at home. So mm. taking up what we did there, and for me, that's got to be applying the pressure early getting an early goal and building on it yeah. and not not allowing uh, Crystal Palace to build to be able to counter-press. We've got to apply the pressure a little bit more, which I think mm. Ralph would have known from now, experience of lead, in leading positions. If you've got the chance, keep going. Don't keep relying on the, the counter-attacking and the counter-press. Mm. Um, go for the jugular and kind of kill the game off a little bit. Yeah. Because not only does that work well for the players and uh, allow them confidence. It allows the stadium to get pick up that atmosphere rather than building up the nerves of the stadium and then possibly mm. having the weight of the stadium on your back as well. So, yeah, looking for looking for positive football, um, going for 
going for goals when the when the chances are available. And um, yeah, so actually looking at at Crystal Palace, are they? What's their letter? I haven't got the actual um, their results. So on they've they've not won away from home since the thirtieth of November against Newcastle. That's oh, right. not against Newcastle against Burnley. So to be fair, in all fairness, you're going to win anywhere away from home. Burnley's yeah. quite a good place to do it. But apart mm-hmm. from that, you know, they after that result on the thirtieth of November, beat Bournemouth, drew with Watford, drew with Brighton, lost to Newcastle, and beat West Ham. So there, there's quite a few draws in there, but. There's only yeah. one loss, I believe. So they are in good form. And I think Guaid is in good form for them as well. Yeah. So I think that's that's certainly a game that we're going to have to try and get plenty of shots off of because we're against an, an informed goalkeeper. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and then, so in terms of actually going against that side, what do you think the uh, team sheet should be looking like? That's the difficulty of it. I think as much as he had a great game, I think Oberfemi probably needs to come out because I think... You know, Rav talks about his professionalism and I think two two games or sorry, two starts at the very most in three days probably isn't very, gonna be very good for his hamstrings. No. Because you know a lot a lot of short sprints, you know, pressing. So I'd bring Danny Danny Ings back in. If Shane Long's fit, I'm not too sure. I would happily I, I know how much we praise Shane Long, but Trey mm. Adams has I know they're very similar strikers, that's the problem. So I'd be happy. I'd be happy with even maybe I'd just about give Shane Long the the nods because of how well he's performed when he's been in the team. Mm. But I wouldn't be up in arms if Shane Long was fitting on the bench and Chad and Chad has got the start. No, yeah, that's true. And also, if you brought Shane Long on, not only would it minimise his risk of picking up another injury, mm. you can allow a bit of pressure to come off when you put the yeah. ball up high to him because he does win the flick ons. And if we do want to play. Um, that style where it's going long and we're getting the the flick-ons, he's brilliant for that. Reaching mm. up high, we've seen how he's jumping, and he's probably one of the best in the uh, one of the best in the league for how high he can actually get and the actual size of him. So, mm. you know, it, it's got to be a uh, a possibility if he is fit that he's got to be playing. But uh, mm. that's not it's not really in our hands. Um, do we know when the press conference for the uh, actual game is? I don't know. It must be today because they won't do it in the morning of the next game. But no. my 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 take on it is if they if if the players are fully fit, play the same team, obviously apart from the the, the strikers that <coughs> that we've talked about. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Any other kind of things you you'd like to talk about about the actual Crystal Palace game? About obviously we want to see that positivity that we've seen in the last couple of games. Um, we're going to see a pressing style. We're going to see balls going through the channels and try and get it get it up the pitch. And uh, hopefully Redmond and Armstrong can carry on their good form and uh, continue that pressure from uh, up front. Will Prowse and Hoiberg controlling the midfield? Is there anything you're either concerned or want to see about? You know, well, obviously we've got to be careful of you know Wilfred Zaha. He's obviously their key player. And if we can wind him up like we did last season. Yeah, earlier in the game, that'd be that'd be good. But there's no individual players for Crystal Palace apart from Wilfred Zaha. I think it's just, I think it's the way they play as a team. I think Roy Hodgson sets them up really, really well. Yeah. I think they're a bit of a a B Tech version of Sheffield United. <laughs> the fact that they all they they're not it's not a fantastic squad, but they all work really well together to grind yeah. out the result and all all try really hard for the team. For me, from a Southampton point of view. 
I think if we play with the same level of intensity as we did, I know it's difficult to do it twice in three days, but if we if we play with the same level of intensity and attacking threat, and we have mm-hmm. players like Resmer and like Stuart Armstrong doing those direct runs and have War Prowse and Hoiberg breaking up the play in the midfield, yeah, I can only see I can only see a positive result for us. Yeah, and uh, Zaha is most likely going to be playing on the left. Does that concern you against going up against Cedric? Is that something you're worried about? I'm not, it, it depends if Cedric gets cover from Stuart Armstrong. If if they get if they get him on a two v one, I think we'll I think we'll be okay. But if you know a couple of times yesterday we did see them overturning the ball in the midfield, and then it was a it was a four on three, so mm. I, that does concern me a bit. But yeah, I, that is, that is a, that is a threat. But Wilfred Zaha, he's not as an amazing season. He's not carried the team as much as he used to. So I don't think he's as much of a threat last this season as he was last season. Mm. That's my that's my only hope coming into it that he's not technically yeah. on the best form. And any kind of particular weaknesses in Palace's side that you want us to kind of exploit? Is there anything there that you you kind of think right? Let's have a crack at that, or because they are quite a well-drilled side. Is there any particular weaknesses you see in there? They do seem to have, apart from Van Aanholt, obviously they do seem to have quite a. A slow slouchy isn't a word. Uh, just not not they don't have the quickest of back back. Tomkins Sacco in defence, and you got Kelly on the right with Van yeah, Arnold on the right, left. Yeah, yeah. That's the if we if we're able to get those direct runners going at them, I think that could that could really help. And I think there will be scraps for Danny Ings to pick off. I think mm. we we will be able to force that back four to make mistakes with a high pressing style. Yes, yeah. if if Danny Ings gets the ball in that 18-yard box so with a mistake, I think that's where we can really profit from. Yeah, no, that's very true. Right, should we go for a little bit of a prediction then? And then, um, what do you reckon? I'm going to go for two-one to us. Two-one. Okay. Go for two. I don't. I don't know if back-to-back clean sheets is on no. the cards, but I'll, I'll take a two-one. I don't think there's going to be too many goals in it. Um. But then again, I was going to say 1-0, but I can't see us keeping a clean sheet at home. Yeah. Is 1-0 is too negative? I don't, th- I don't think it's negative. You know, Crystal Palace are in better form. Yeah. They, are higher, they are higher in the table. I know Chelsea was, obviously. Mm. But they are higher in the table. Than they are us. playing pretty <laughs> decent so far, aren't they? Only one loss in their last five not, games. Six not games. Not to be at. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be a one all, but questions maybe. Could we get more? Would you take a point? That's the question. If right mm-hmm. now, would you would you take a point? Yeah. Uh, oh, because I, I take a point because I I probably would to be fair to keep the good run of results going. You know, if, if we if we lo- if we come off a Chelsea game that we've won two nil, then we lose to Crystal Palace going into the Tottenham game, uh, which is another home game. The fans are already going to be on your back if you just lost to Crystal Palace. So. I'd, pro- mm. I'd, I'd probably take a point, as bad as yeah. it does sound. I mean, you, one, you would hope with our, to safety. with our form at the moment, we should we should have a good crack at them. But yeah. one point against a side that are well-drilled, um, I, yeah, form, I think so I would. All right, I'd I'll, I'll take a point. But may, it might be one of those days where I was thinking, could have had more from that one. Oh, yeah. But, so maybe one of those ones. Yeah, I think I might go for one all then, see if... Mm. But that that's not me wanting a one or that's me. Oh no, I'm predicting a win, but I would take a 
if you if you gave it to me right now, I'd probably I'd probably take it. Because then you can go on from there, and we've got um, let's have a look at our what we've got from. Let's have a look. We've got Crystal Palace, and then we've got a couple. Uh, we got Tottenham and Leicester, which is not a nice uh, a run. Yeah. Well, we got Tottenham, and then we've got a little break. We've got ten days to Leicester away. So you'd hope Leicester away, we can specifically target that game. So mm. something out of the Crystal Palace game, and then uh, you know a resilient game against Tottenham, and you can kind of go into that little break with a bit of confidence, can't you? Mm. Last thing you want is to overcommit at Crystal Palace, get a loss, and then have to travel to Tottenham. No, not travel to Tottenham. When, when's the wait? When's the Huddersfield game then? Is that? No, well, that's gonna, well, that's going to be... Is that, with, um, is that inside the 10 games or is that... Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. In the Premier League, so it's oh, fair be... enough, yeah. I was going to say, I couldn't think of it. New Year's is, well, I think <coughs> New Year's is midweek, isn't it? Yeah, it's Wednesday. So then we'll have a cup game on Saturday, but I assume it's going to be yeah. a little bit rotated considering it's... Oh, hard yeah, 100%, 100%. And then... Um, so yeah, and then you've got FA Cup, and then I think is it is that the winter break? I I never know what's going on um, <laughs> about that winter break thing. So I, I guess we'll have a little bit of a break. Um, you won't have as as manic uh, fixtures. So mm. yeah, that's true. Um, we'll see how it goes. So yeah, predictions done, and we'll probably do. We're not going to do questions this week, are we? We'll do. Mm. We'll probably do a reaction straight after the Palace game and see yeah. how that goes. So. Uh, yeah, reactions to Palace game. Give us your reactions straight after the game, and we'll use those. Obviously, uh, yeah, we'll see you after the game. Um, those questions or reactions, how can they get them into us? Saints Prime, uh, Instagram. When I can, I'll put questions and stuff up there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Saints Prime on the Instagram. Keep your eyes peeled. Very nice, very nice. And uh, yeah, check out the Twitter as well. Um, we've got a little bit more on there as well going on now. A couple of. Uh, photos and things like that going on and uh, of course you'll get the uh, link straight to the podcast as soon as they're available and uh, yeah so have a look for that um, anything else yeah help us uh, leave a review if you do enjoy it helps us get out there and uh, get to more people and we're ever closer to 2000 before the new year so uh, help us get there and uh, oh yes yeah we're we're very close now we're final we're 90% of the way there so last 10% and then we should be should be good it's achievable but yeah reviews share it with your mates whatever help us get out there and we should get there easily so yeah thank you very much for listening and we'll see you for the uh, reaction of the palace game see you next time